Hi folks, this is Jack Spierko with another edition of the Survival Podcast. As always, one man's view of the changing world, the changing times, and the things we can all do to live a better life. If times get tough, or even if they don't. Today is October the 1st, 2020. This is episode 2743 of the Survival Podcast, and we are having an interview today. We're having an interview today because I was so excited to get this guest on that I worked them in. I am actually, right now, i got to make an announcement about interviews as a whole. If you're interested in being a guest or know somebody that wishes to be a guest on the Survival Podcast, unless it's something like today where I'm working somebody in because I want to or something that's time-sensitive, there will be no new guest booked for 2020. That doesn't mean you won't have interviews once a week like you're accustomed to. No, we've booked the last slot. Before the winter shutdown, we always shut down from about a couple days before Christmas until after New Year's. I shut down. That's my family time shutdown, and uh, I filled that last slot today. Uh, Sal Mayweather, Sal the Agorist, is going to be on. Uh, I gave him that slot, and uh, so if you want to be on the show and you're not booked as a guest, uh, we will start booking for January in mid December. So anyway, we're full up. So I worked Jeremy Kaufman in today. Jeremy is the founder of Library TV, and uh, I have really come to love Library. And I love it more today than I did before I conducted this interview. I've already done the interview, uh, so I, I know what we're going to get is a great experience today. I want to also let you know, I learned something from Jeremy today right at the end. I didn't even do it on the air. That's why I have to tell you myself now. He was asking me about sharing this episode of the podcast when it came out, and he said he would like to share it, obviously, using his platform, Library or uh, Odyssey, because we're going to learn about both Library and Odyssey today, which are kind of sort of the same but different. And um, we'll we'll talk about that in a second. But you know, he was like, are you going to upload it to, to, to YouTube or Library or whatever? And I'm like, I, I, I do an audio show. Turns out I can upload to Library and Odyssey uh, the MP3 for this show. And so you will now have yet another option for how you want to consume TSP. You'll be able to listen to the podcast on Library. I did not know that, so I want to throw that in at the beginning today, that I will from now on, once I heard that, I'm like, well, I can you know, do one more upload every day. That's no big deal, especially MP3 uploads. is way easier than a video upload as far as bandwidth and time and shit like that. So uh, we are going to be on Library, not just with our video content, but the podcast from this day forward and let's when i go to do it it's not as easy as it sounded anyway before i bring jeremy on i want to start off today with a quote of the day and uh it's actually a quote from from yesterday's show uh so the the, the graphic for the episode will be the same and uh ironically this quote works for both yesterday's show and today's show it's by julius caesar of all people and this is a quote that I had not heard before and would not have attributed it to Julius Caesar until I found it on Brady Quote. It is better to create than to learn. Creating is the essence of life. And I would say it's impossible to create without learning. So you get both. So it is better. Um, I chose it for yesterday because we were talking about 3D printing. And obviously 3D printing is the ability to actually take an idea and create it as a material thing in real life. 
So I've like since the show yesterday, I've already come up with a new little thing that I have. Uh, I, I sent an email today. I don't know if he's going to be able to do it or not, but I'm asking the guy uh, uh, Tim, who's going to be teaching a class on 3D printing here at our workshop in November. Hey, can you make four of these little things for me? I'm not going to tell you what they are yet, um, but I've already come up with something I don't think exists, and it's actually. You know, we talked about how how you design with 3D printing yesterday. How like there's a learning curve and all. I think this for anybody who knows how to do design would be like simple. It's simple as a design gets, and it would be a really cool thing if it works. So that was creation there. But today we're going to be talking to Jeremy about online censorship and things like that. But really, when we get down to the, the meat and potatoes today, and we're talking about Library TV and Odyssey and online video sharing platforms and things like that, we're talking about the creation. I mean, you're called a content creator when you do this stuff. I mean, that's what we do. Whether it's podcasting and audio like this or creating videos and things like that, we're creating. And so I just thought that would be a great thing to talk about leading off today. And I think that, like, that's really the difference between do you have a side hustle or are you an entrepreneur? That, that To me, that's the real difference in today's world. Because if you're an Uber driver or something like that or you're doing, like, uh, deliveries for Amazon or something, you're a side hustler. I don't care if you make a full-time income off it. You're a side hustler because you're using somebody else's creation. Somebody else made the product. Somebody else made the product. Somebody did all that. When you're an entrepreneur, you're actually creating something. You know, a handyman that builds a deck. They might be using somebody else's wood and nails, but they're, they're creating a deck. There wasn't a deck. There was a pile of lumber and a box of nails. And with some tools and ingenuity, they created something that's useful. When we create a video or we create an audio format, Uh, we then entertain people that has value. Or we educate people that has value. If we're doing it right, hopefully, we entertain and educate. That is value. Creation is the essence of life because it's how we go forward. And that's what we're going to be talking about today with our special guest, Jeremy Kaufman. With that, hey, Jeremy, man, welcome to the Survival Podcast. I'm thrilled to be here, Jack. I'm glad to have you on. Um, I think I was a little late in the game coming over to the library. I didn't really know much about it. Some of my listeners turned me on to it. That's going to be our big discussion today. Uh, your site, Library TV. We're talking about digital freedom. Uh, we're going to talk about so many things that are going on in, in, in the world of like censorship and big tech. But I want to start out with who the heck is Jeremy Kaufman? You know, like before you even got into doing what you're doing with library, like what, what led you down the path you are? I know you're part of Free State Project and all that. So take us back to like, Trying to find your way in life and end up where you're at now. Uh, yeah, I am a free stater. And before I forget, I just got to say thank you to Jack's fans who told him about library. That's awesome. That's a big part of how we're how we're growing. Uh, but I am um, I do live in New Hampshire. I'm uh, a father of two, soon to be three. And I, in terms of how I got on to to my work with uh, library and Odyssey, um, I have sort of always been in love with with free speech, that sort of open exchange of ideas. That's certainly how I discovered uh, libertarianism. And I was, a, I was a kid on the internet and started Googling things that my teacher told me and, and found out that, hey, some of those might not be true, <laughs> you know. And I, I, that era of the internet, and I'm talking, you know, uh, mid to late 90s, late 90s, I guess, uh, it, it feels, well, it's much different. It's much different. But one of the ways it's different is that independent voices are now much more controlled because everything goes through these these big platforms that are very political. It, it is really kind of a shocking thing, isn't it, that like what came out of being the ultimate expression of free speech has turned into 
in some ways, the ultimate suppression of free speech. It's actually worse because there's an illusion. Like, yeah. anybody can say anything they want on the Internet except, no, they can't. And since everybody chooses to use just really a few platforms, it, it ends up with a lot of silenced voices under the illusion of, like, well, if they silenced you, you must be bad. It's kind of like the thing where, you know, we, we say innocent until proven guilty in a court of law, but as soon as the person's accused, we immediately assume, hey, there must be something bad with them. Yeah. Yeah, look, hey, I'd take today over the 1950s, but would sure. I take today over over five or ten years ago? You know, I'm not I'm not sure that I would. I mean, they've gotten crazy. It's it's crazy the the way that these platforms, uh, you know, YouTube, Twitter, I mean, all of them, the way that they're they're moderating their platforms, it's just it's nuts to me. Don't you feel that we get a lot of blame for that though? Because, geez, man, trying to get people to walk away from these platforms is insane. Everybody hates them. Everybody knows what they do, but no one will leave. Yeah, well, you know, part of it is there, and this is this is certainly part of our challenge as well. And we build this. People say they hate the algorithm, but they kind of love the algorithm. You know, I don't know if you've ever had a community that's like, we're leaving Facebook for Telegram. You know, and then you get yeah. on the Telegram group, and it's like, I kind of I kind of miss the Facebook one. I know, I know it's like a bad thing to say, but like I think we have to be honest about the fact that like. Part of the reason that we are continue to be drawn back to these services is like there are parts of them that are that are built um, that are built very well um, that are at least or that are very appealing um, and you know so we don't want to uh, we want to build a product that is compelling that that people want to use we just want to have it built on top with policies uh, that are more free speech oriented and on top of a technology that leaves you with more say and more control and more choice than the, the centralized platforms did. You know, I recently watched The Social Dilemma, and yeah. it was very eye-opening to figuring something out that really didn't get said directly in that documentary, though it was there. And that is part of why people prefer these algorithms actually doesn't have anything to do with preference. It has to do with conflict. So Facebook has figured out exactly what will make you react, and they keep showing you those things. So I think that sometimes when people say they miss uh, Facebook or they miss whatever, it may not really be that they miss it. It's more accurate that they were getting a dopamine response from you know engaging in conflict. Yeah, that I mean that that is a good point, and and uh, and it, and it poses you know, a question uh, as to, and this is kind of a, I don't know how philosophical we want to get here, but that's a, that's kind of a, a classic, uh, you know, libertarian question, which is where are you putting the blame on the, on the people who like are providing the good in a market or the people who are, who are consuming the good in, in a market, you know, where, where, where does that uh, responsibility lie? Um, it's a, it's a complicated question. It is a complicated question. You know, I, when I look at something like MeWe, I appreciate that basically if I subscribe to you as a follower, then I see everything you post. And then I can decide, do I want to see posts first because they're new, or do I want to see posts that have been commented on? What do I want to bump to the top of my feed? I, I really like that, but I, I didn't realize until I watched Social Dilemma that that's actually more of what I was missing. The other thing I think you miss when you leave Facebook is, you know, my, my nephews, my nieces, my grandnieces, all my family members, their they're personal stuff, that, and they're, they're the people you can't get to to you know, abandon those platforms because they're not there for business, so they don't really notice it as much. They don't really care. They're not the ones getting threatened. They're not the ones that have a group that they put, put you know, years in a building, 100,000 strong, threatened with being deleted because somebody posted something that went against the Fuhrer's freaking viewpoints or whatever. 
so they just kind of sit there. So you miss kind of that that exchange, you know. And you're in a different platform, so we should probably shift over, but because you're on a video platform more than a, a discussion platform, I guess would be a way to put it. But I mean, can you just come up sum up in your thoughts? Why the hell are they acting so crazy? Because honestly, they could have their advertisements, they could have their algorithms, they could have all that shit. If they left people alone, I don't think I would care. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> I, I think there are a number of possibilities, but one of the one that's certainly near the top for me is basically these companies being predominantly operated by people of one political persuasion. Uh, and that means that they, I mean, you know, I do sort of buy into this kind of like two movies theory where, where we really, people are, seem to just be experiencing different realities. I mean, we, we've reached a point at which we can literally watch real video with, you know, of, yeah. of an event and reach two dramatically different conclusions. Like that's what, that's, you know, if you step back and just observe how people react to these things, like, It, that seems objectively true to me that people just are able to experience these things in completely different ways. And so then it's a natural consequence if 95% of the people who work at Google are on one political team and they're all interacting with each other, they're gonna, they're gonna literally see things differently. So I don't, I think they don't see it. They can't empathize. Oh, it's fake news. It's fake. They're just doing fake things. The, the doctors, you know, we're, we're blocking this video from, Dr. Scott Atlas, you know, of the Hoover Institution because he's just wrong. He's just a liar and we don't want we don't allow lies. You know, that's just what they that's just of course we would do that. I, I don't I don't buy that. I, I don't think yeah. it's that simple, no, because I, I don't I don't think that they hundred percent believe that it's a lie and they have no problem with plenty of other lies. Right? But so there's all kinds of freaking lies that they yeah. see as that anybody could see as well that's a bad thing, regardless of their political affiliation. But it doesn't It doesn't further a political agenda. I think you're more along the lines of power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. So it is in my best interest for furthering my goal to censor this content. I have this power, and the power becomes greater every day. The temptation to use it is irresistible. I, I, I think that's absolutely true in terms of in terms of how, everything. You're, I agree with everything you're saying in terms of how like we experience that happening to us. I guess what I, where maybe we disagree is that like, I, I don't, I think for a lot of these people, their internal subjective experience while doing these things isn't yeah. like, haha, screw them, but more like, I'm doing the right thing and I'm a good person. But you employ people, right? So when you tell somebody this is what you're going to do, you, that person does it whether they want to or not, nine times out of ten or they get fired. So I think uh, that, I think yeah, most of yeah. this shit isn't being done by low level, like some guy sitting on Facebook, you know, like as a, a marketing dweeb. Right, it's like you know, like a first-year uh, employee making these determinations. I, I don't think it's being done at all. I think that marching orders are coming from very high level, and most of it's being done with algorithm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, it's. I think it's well. The algorithms actually, in terms of the moderation, a lot of it's people. Actually, a lot okay. of it's real humans. Well, YouTube, a lot of it's AI now. It's a mix. So what, what's happening is, but it's a mix of humans and AI. You know, so in the case of the YouTube, like they're not, there's an, uh, it, 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 they'll, the humans are coming up with lists of words or phrases that are, uh, bad, no, no phrases, mm -hmm. uh, and then they use the AI to try to detect if those things are being said in the video. There's certain things we could say right now that would be likely to trigger YouTube automatically demonetizing this video. And I'll give an example of, uh, there was a, 
a, a video about chess uh, that was talking about certain advantages of, of black versus uh, white in chess. And uh, the video got automatically demonetized, and, and the, the channel kept getting automatically demonetized. And the guy got threatened to get banned uh, before you know YouTube stepped in and and cleaned it up. Uh, so we are being ruled by a mix of of people and AI algorithms in terms of in terms of using these platforms. Let me, before I say this, let me be clear that that of all the people that I hate, the 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 founders and heads of Google are on the top of the list. However. When it comes to being reasonable with mismarking something, I have found YouTube to be way more reasonable in correcting that than Facebook. And I've also found that if you have a good track record with YouTube of like what you claim about your video is true, it seems like that gets throttled back on you. Because I had a lot, a shitload of videos flagged for reasons like that that should have never been flagged. And I disputed them, and all but one, they remonetized. Now that always blows. It always blows because, like, your first four thousand views, don't you don't get paid on them, and your video always does best in that first forty-eight hours. But they've been pretty good about it compared to like I've had shit flagged on F Facebook, and there is no recourse. There's yeah. fake recourse, but nothing actually happens. And Twitter, well, forget about it. Twitter is just. I call it shitter, and, 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 well, I call Facebook Facefuck. So, I mean, like, that's how I feel about the two of them now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. I mean, I'm glad. Like, I, you know, and, and, and quite frankly, like, our, our company and our business can't rest, uh, our success can't rest uh, entirely and honestly shouldn't even rest primarily on these guys are bad at, at their policy jobs, uh, you know, because that's something that, that they could fix. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, part, yeah. part of what part of what we're doing that I think is so interesting is we're really I don't know this is going to be one of those like terrible phrases in, you know like kind of inverting <laughs> inverting the paradigm you know like yeah. we are our entire model is is surrendering control the entire design is saying like let's design a platform in a way of of exchanging uh, vi videos and digital content that's not controlled by any one party right let's take that property of Bitcoin and mm -hmm. put it into the world of digital content discovery and publishing. See, I, I like that because I another platform that's in a totally different space, let's start digging the ears here in just a second, but an example would be, you know, a, 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 you're more of a corollary to YouTube, a corollary to Facebook would be MeWe. And MeWe's view is, if you don't like what that person po uh, posts, we give you the ability to block them. Shut up and block them or go away. And so I think as long as I'm not required to view what somebody else is posting, if I don't like that person, most of it can be left alone. I would even say, like, Gab. Gab's a dumpster fire, man. I mean, it, it really is. But when I first got on there, there was a very small group of very racist assholes. And yeah. I, I really didn't like that. And I was like, you know, I'm the I'm this, like, Like, I'm so past libertarian into the world of, uh, of anarchism and, and agorism at this point. And it still bothered me. And then I realized, like, so ban them. And then I actually did a bait post. I did a post where I basically said, you know, if you're a racist shitbag, don't follow me. And then, like, 20 of them came out of the woodwork, mouthing off. And then it was like, okay, ban, 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 ban. And it was like, this is basically what I've said about businesses You know, and whether or not they can make a cake for a gay couple's wedding or whatever. Like, let businesses do whatever they want. 
and then let them suffer the consequences or, or reap the rewards in the marketplace. The, the problem with that then is we get into these situations where literally it's 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 like ruled by mob. It doesn't matter if plenty of people would still buy from a business. It's now attacked viciously, cancel culture, etc. But it seems that if people don't have to watch a certain channel on library, there's no reason for you to ban it. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And and we don't even have the ability to to wholly uh, ban a channel, right? Okay. It's like that would be like taking away uh, your Bitcoin. We can't reach into your wallet. Uh, you know, we can block it on some of the the web instances that that we run. And by the way, if if someone just wants to check uh, check this out, you can go to. Um, we're now recommending people use Odyssey.com. O d y s e e dot com. And and you can just have a, a a really sweet experience, quite quite similar to YouTube, with but with better policy and a and a really great roster of creators already on there, um, and just have like a, a totally normal user experience and not need to know about any any of the nerd stuff, right? There is this nerd element going on where you're actually building up a cryptocurrency wallet and you have and you have exit rights and you can take it and you can leave and you can that and you can own that and no one else can mess with it and there's a really cool part of it there and that's the that's the library part but I wanted to take that moment just to like differentiate and yeah. and say that you know we don't there's there are some inter- and this is uh, look I I'm very into this interesting side of of the technology and what can we do with it and its properties and and what it could mean for our ability to communicate and share things but um, you know, there are a lot of people out there who just think, hey, uh, you know, my experience watching watching videos is 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 kind of crappy or I'd like one that that is more aligned with my values. And, and, you know, you can just go on to Odyssey right now and have a great time. So, yeah, let's like we'll just merge those two for this this question. Exactly. What is library? What is Odyssey? Because we've had you on 15 minutes now. And we really haven't dug into your platform. So what what is it? What makes it different than YouTube? How does it operate? So Odyssey, I would say, is like um, – Odyssey is just a YouTube alternative. You can literally just think of it as one. Right? It's, uh, it, I'll get into the ways in which it's different when I start to talk about library, but if you just want uh, a better experience – so we're talking as a consumer Odyssey. right now. Yeah, as a consumer or, or as a publisher, right? Okay. If you're fed up with, with YouTube. Uh, Odyssey also when you create an account, if you're a YouTube creator, uh, it will sync your whole channel in so you, you can – uh, say, hey, this is my YouTube account, and we'll copy everything over, so you don't even have to, you don't have to do double publishing, um, and and you can just be be available uh, on Odyssey. And if you load up uh, Odyssey and see the homepage and all the categories, is really an incredible, uh, incredible roster of people available on there, uh, including including Jack, of course. Uh, what what Odyssey is um, under under the hood? Odyssey is using something called the library. Uh, protocol, uh, which it, which is uh, which connects connects to the library network. Uh, the library protocol, and this is I think this is as nerdy as it's going to get. Uh, is you can think of this protocols are the kinds of things that power our power websites themselves, that power our email. And when something is done by a protocol, there's an interoperability to it. So we can use multiple email clients. You can use Outlook. I can use uh, uh, Proton Mail. Whatever. They all talk to one another. Gmail. They all interoperate. Uh, same with our, same with browsers and other things. We're trying to take digital content publishing into that space to make it an open system, not controlled by us. There are rules. We can't change them unilaterally. Uh, and it's and it's being brought into that space. So Odyssey is an example of hey, it's just an easy way to use it, right? It's Gmail, right? Um, and uh, uh, it's YouTube. 
Uh, and but library is this technology under the hood that's blockchain based um, that has you know some of the properties that we've been that we've been talking about on this call. What really is the difference as a user? Because I just this week when I got everything squared away for you, uh, heard about Odyssey, and somebody emailed me about it, and then it was brought up in your notes for the show. And when I you know, so you so right now, just so everybody knows out there, if you already have a library account, which tons of you guys do. You can go to Odyssey, use your same credentials, log in. When I did that, I literally, other than the color and maybe a few links I could click on, didn't see any difference at all. It, so so it, as a, per, yeah. a publisher, do I really care which one I'm using? Uh, you might not. And if library, so basically, we we so what Jack is actually talking about. And this is so Jack. This is a, this is part of why we're doing it. Yeah. Uh, you were using Library.tv before, right? Yes. Library.tv, and, and we know people are thinking of that as library in their head, but it was causing too much conflation between what library as this technology and library as this protocol yeah. versus library as just a website, right? Yeah. Um, and so uh, we want to – and we also think that uh, the there is a lot of hunger uh, just for a brand and experience that's a better YouTube. Yeah. And that's also not exactly what library as a technology – is right so we said we're just gonna it is basically to some extent if you're already familiar with library tv it is a little bit of a rebranding it does do some other things um that library tv didn't do before and this is another thing that, that it lets us do which is library is designed to be it is designed to be decentralized uh so it is designed to not rely on centralized servers and that kind of thing sometimes features can be hard to develop decentralized and so we would refrain from developing them on odyssey we're going to care less about that right so it will still be building up that cryptocurrency wallet and all and, and all that good stuff will be there. But if something like like count like and dislike counts, which are on Odyssey but weren't on library.tv, ah. right? Like and dislike, it turns out and I don't we don't need to get into why unless you want to, but it's just stupidly hard to do in a decentralized system. Right. Gotcha. To make it work well. So you can pull and, the content from your decentralized blockchain, right? Yep. So yep. I can like there's this video my like my latest video is on my little bantam chicken. So that's sitting out on the uh, the the library blockchain, Network. and you're pulling that. But maybe some of the uh, the wrapping around that, like like or dislike, or maybe eventually the ability to embed or encode, that can be done over on Odyssey easier for your development team. Is that what you're saying? Precisely, precisely, and not just for our development team, but also like perceptionally, we want library to be this pure decentralized technology protocol because other people can use yeah. it. Yeah, someone someone can permissionlessly just build an app on top of of library. You know, if someone if someone wanted, we don't we don't have you know, so is, and library ultimately as a protocol just moves digital media. Someone could build a podcast app, a music app. All of this can be built on top of the library protocol because the library protocol provides things like payments and publisher identity and distribu distribution of the content itself. So if you're if you're going forward, really marketing Odyssey as your product, then that person that's going to do that has less of a like a potential conflict concern, right? Like, so I'm it would be like I don't really want to build on Google, right? If Google's marketing Google as its brand name, yeah, yeah. Okay, and that makes it also more clean. Like, here's a protocol, and here's a product built on a protocol. So that also shows a person, hey, look, we did it ourselves, right? Exactly. Like, I, before I sold advertising, I sold my own product on my own podcast. Like, see, it works. <laughs> right? exactly. You know, okay. Exactly. And also, so I will also say, like, with the Odyssey 
brand, like we are, we literally mean it when we're saying that it's a competitor to YouTube, which means that it will be doing advertising partnerships and advertising deals, right? And that can sometimes, that can sometimes, you know, cause conflicts, right? Mm-hmm. And so we, we want, we want, uh, Odyssey to be, uh, I'm for going for as free speech as I can possibly be. But with the Odyssey brand, we're going to be pragmatists. With the library app, and remember, the library app doesn't go anywhere. You can always use it in this decentralized way. That's always, that's pure idealism. That's my, that's pure free speech. I care all about it. The library is, is honestly absolutely radical in what it can do in terms of, uh, uh, a, a decentralized and uncensored ability to, to discover and distribute, uh, digital content. Um, but I'm also, I'm also trying to build a, a really great business here, right? Uh, and, and those things can sometimes, uh, you know, be slightly in conflict. No, I, I understand that. Now, like some of the, like one of the really cool things I found in a library was like the ability, like I see this video and I could share it and be like, well, how's that different than YouTube? I can, well, you can share it on freaking Facebook, right? Like on library, I was able to take, like I see this really awesome video by, uh, I can't think of the guy's name now. Ugh. Dollar Vigilante, right? And I hit yeah. share. And it goes into my feed and gets shared to my subscribers. Is that type of ability still on Odyssey? That is still there, although that's – I think you might have hit repost. Uh, that's repost what I meant. Is, Okay, yeah. So there's a share button, which does give you a URL for embeds and, and posting on Facebook. Uh, there's a repost button, which is the most similar – it's like retweet or repost. Yeah. Or repo- yeah, is basically yeah, what repost that's what is I like. meant. Yeah, yeah. That's very cool. That, that I mean, I thought that was like, – because I actually see – creators of you know bird of a feather type creators working together doing that if they understand the power of that so i obviously have a lot of people that are content creators and we produce very similar content and that's value add across the board for us for our subscribers etc yeah something that we'd like to do uh with and are continuing to do with with features like this is we we want you know you we we do want to enable discussion and and commentary um you know youtube got rid of uh you know reply videos you know we're thinking about bringing bringing those back that's stupid Uh, i love that yeah yeah because i think there is there is some power in there's a lot of power in sort of reacting to each other and like letting memes and ideas evolve in reaction to each other uh, I think there's there's some really cool stuff there, and so uh, we do. I, I, I've always hesitated. Yeah, I, like I do think we intend to be making the experience even more social than it than it is it is currently. And Odyssey is is the most social experience yet, with likes and dislikes and comments and comment reactions and and all this stuff that wasn't there on on uh, on library before. I, I like that a, a great deal. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you about is what about the, the 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 cryptocurrency itself L, it's i think it's lbc yeah. what what type of cryptocurrency is it is it a, is it a token is it a is it a mind coin like what what type of cryptocurrency are we talking about it is it is a uh it is a mind coin okay uh it library is its own uh independent public blockchain uh we believe and and i think anyone who's deeply in the cryptocurrency world is experiencing this um we your blockchain scaling is a is a very difficult problem uh as a as a technologist i'm very skeptical of this idea that one chain will sort of rule them all i think one chain will rule them all for purposes like i think bitcoin as sort of the reserve current reserve cryptocurrency what you might want to call it 
I think that like that is probably a winner take all market. But blockchains are really interesting things, and we can do all kinds of interesting things with them besides just pure money, right? And so we, what we are doing with the library blockchain is attempting to use a blockchain as this decentralized, uh, very difficult to censor register of digital content that exists in the world, um, and that. You know, even in our current design, we anticipate only being able to scale. We, we expect to evolve it, but we we probably think we can get to several hundred uh, million, uh, maybe a little bit more than that, uh, publishes in our current design, right? And of course, we need to accommodate billions and billions of publishes sure. uh, if we want to be uh, as large as we want to be, right? And we're we're at about five million right now, by the way. Okay. Um, so the idea that like this could be done on top of you know, Ethereum or something else, I'm very skeptical of this. I think we'll, we will see uh, blockchains play out where um, at least anything that requires large amounts of, of data will basically be uh, largely separate chains. Okay. So now one of the things I've seen you guys publish on Library, I'm not sure if you guys can do this on uh, Odyssey as well, um, but they're not videos. They're basically like an article. I thought that was really cool. I can't figure out, can I do that? Like, I don't see how to do that. Like, is that just something you guys use to communicate to us? Or is that, like, part of the vision of the platform that not only could there be audio content, but more text and image-based content as well? You can do that. Uh, on Odyssey. On Odyssey.com, you actually can't. Uh, they, okay. will show up on, they will show up on Odyssey, but by default the filters will uh, basically show just videos okay. uh, on, on, uh, on the library uh, desktop app and on library.tv. You can, st uh, you can make text posts. Uh, you can either, there's now a post option directly in there where you can just write one. Uh, you can also upload uh, a text or a markdown file and it will get rendered or an HTML file, I believe. Okay. And it gets, it gets presented as, as text. Okay. It's not, I'll be honest, it's not super well developed as a, as a, as yeah. a text publishing app, but you can do it. Yeah. And you got to decide what you put time into. Like if people aren't going to really heavily use it, then it doesn't make like, it's, it's basically a blog yeah. page is what it ends up being. And yeah, um, well ba basically what happened was, I'll tell you, I mean, we started this company as this and, and you, you can, as more of this, like, um, you know, it could distribute any kind of file, you know, like, cause that's what it is under the hood technologically. And we just got so much traction on video and specifically on YouTube style. Like we actually, when we were originally developing it in the beginning, we thought it was going to be more of like disrupting like, uh, you know, like, like paid content, like $5, you know, $10 movies, like in the indie tier. Like we, that was our original target when we started marketing it. And then it was like all these, all the YouTubers were having tons of problems. We were like, huh. You know, we should probably, <laughs> should, you know, like that's so you, you, we, you got to go where people are finding the most success. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you've mentioned the app a couple times and like on my laptop, I, I can either watch library on my browser on, let's say, Brave or Firefox, or I can download an app and watch it through the app on my device Is that how Odyssey works too, or is Odyssey strictly a browser-based system? Odyssey is strictly browser-based. Okay. Because the, so the browser-based one, when you are using the browser-based one, you in your head, like you should think of that as like using uh, when we're talking about the cryptocurrency side, you should think of that as using Coinbase, right? So like you are trusting us, and there's value in this, but you're trusting us to to be to be um, custodian of your wallet, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. 
that means we can do things like reset your password, which a lot of people value, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but for the for, for the kind of user, but some people want that element of Bitcoin where it's like it's it's mine and no one else has it. You know, some people say not your keys, not your wallet. I don't think this is for everyone, but it is for some people. And for those people, you can use the desktop app. And, like you can use library the desktop app and and have we as a company will get no record of you using it if that's what you want. Okay. Right. Okay. And so there's an ability to to interact with the network basically entirely privately uh, via the desktop app uh, and anonymously if that's desired. Uh, and and so the desktop uh, or if you just want full control and no one else you know it's your wallet and hey if you forget your password you're kind of screwed but uh, you know it's yours uh, that that's the the desktop is for for users who desire. That way and, of using it. And as far as the the cryptocurrency, is there any wallet that handles it, like a multi-currency wallet or anything like that? I mean, obviously somebody has to because I can buy it, trade it, sell it on Bitrix. So essentially that's a wallet over there. Like if I want to sell some, like people pay me and I decide I want some cash for it or I want to convert it to another currency, I can send it to Bitrix and then I can I can exchange it on the Bitcoin exchange. Right. So obviously that is another wallet. Is there any other is there any more of like a, you know, like I have jacks and I have, you know, multiple currencies in there? Yeah. Uh, so for a for just for a wallet, uh, I believe Coinomi is uh, is the best one. Uh, you can also do uh, uh, offline storage with the oh, I'm forgetting the name of the device. Ledger uh, Nano. Ledger. Yeah. We're, okay. so, so we're on the we're on the ledger uh, and we're on Coinomi as a mobile wallet. And we're on a number of exchanges. Uh, we have a fact that, that lists them all. Uh, for the U.S., Bittrex is probably the most popular. Got you. Okay, that's that's cool. Um, let's talk a little bit about your partner program. I, I've re received emails from several people who have tried to use it and said, I got declined. And I'm like, well, you have three videos and five subscribers, so yeah, you did. Um, but what, exactly what is the partner program and what are the requirements to be part of it uh, to get your content that's already on YouTube over to library and hence Od Odyssey? Totally. This so this is uh, changing a little bit, and we've actually made the the sign up process a lot easier already. So cool. Jack, some of, some of this has changed since you signed up. Just um um not sure how long ago that was, but Couple this stuff months. like just yeah this stuff changed like last week. It, 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 yeah, we're constantly developing things over here. Uh, so basically, good news is uh, this the, it, syncing your channel is now just part of the sign up process. So we used to have the ah. separate page. Uh, you can still go there, library.com slash YouTube, but you, you don't really need to. Just uh, create an account, and you'll be invited to sync your channel. Okay, all right? so all that's gone. That's cool. That's yeah. really cool. So I yeah. understand how I make some money on library because people pay me and because I get some referral advice, you know, credits and stuff like that. That's all good and well. How the hell are you, do you guys make money? Like, have you made money yet? Is that part of why you're going to Odyssey so you can start to monetize, like, Because my concern always with a platform or a service of any kind is, unlike a lot of very small minds, I want you to make freaking money. Because if you don't make money, I can't count on you to be there. Completely agreed. I think that's a smart choice. Uh, the company thus far has been funded by a, a mix of VC and token funding. I see. Um, basically, okay. Yeah. Uh, no ICO, actually, we did not. But yes, kind of. I mean, kind in the sense of. that we sold tokens. The yeah, back way did. that you can do that now without yeah. getting going to prison. I, I, I well, understand. <laughs> uh, actually, the what you say now, the library blockchain has actually been live since uh, 2016. Okay. Uh, and um, but we didn't do an ICO. It started as it started honestly as a pretty uh, 
like uh, I think many of the successful projects, uh, started as, you know, just a couple of people hacking. You know, what we weren't out there to do in ICO, like we were sort of, you know, scratched by an itch of, of using a blockchain in this way that we thought was really compelling. And, uh, you know, we just started working on it. Um, and uh, we still have, we did uh, uh, retain some of the token for ourselves. Uh, we still have about 70% of what we retained. So uh, th- there's a lot of that left. Um, uh, and with Odyssey, uh, we do uh, anticipate uh, being able to develop sustaining revenue uh, on top of, of the cryptocurrency um, elements. Gotcha. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um, when it when it comes to censorship, there's more than one way to censor. And I know you guys had your app available on the Google Play Store, and I don't think you ever had it available in, in like for for Apple apps. And, and from what I understand, they just kind of nuked you out of uh, Google Play. Is that the case? They they did nuke us out. They have since unsuspended us or unbanned us. Okay. Um, it was, we were out of the store for about four days. Uh, and it does, I will say, like, I'm, you like, it's, I don't know, the metaphor I gave you the other day was like, it's like moving from, I don't know, I haven't experienced this, but it's, you know, it's like moving from jail to solitary and back to jail again. Okay. Like, it feels good to be back in jail, but like, it's not a great You're situation. You're still in jail. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, you know, the, it's just, it's so capricious. Like, you know, and, and, and you were saying that you thought, uh, that, and, that YouTube is is like when the creators have a good history, they're um, treating them well, and that's 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 good. I said better. Uh, I didn't yeah, say better, good. Better. I said better. Okay, okay. Okay, that's, yeah, my bad. Yeah, uh, but, but like it's like it was, jail like, versus prison. Yeah, I mean, right. We, we had like yeah, we had like well, we had like a hundred thousand active installs of our app, and it's like they're coming after us for something that like the person made a mistake is it is a complete double standard, and it's just like. Uh, your band fill out the form, you know, and it's like, you know, maybe like, like escalate this or do, you know, it's not like this was like an app, uh, you know, a new app or like an app that continually had problems, like been around for a while, you know, good reviews, good ratings. And it's like, you know, maybe, I don't know, I, I feel like they could, they, they ought to, you know, be treating us a little bit better. Well, it's also an app. If you don't like it, don't install it. If you decide you don't like it, delete it. Like, why is that? Unless it's like stealing people's information or something. It's some sort of nefarious, you know, <clears throat> virus installing evil. Yeah. Why do these come? I know why, but that you know, that's the basic thought process. Is why do you have the need to do this anyway? Right, right. Well, what they both do, what um, what both the, the the app stores and all the big tech platforms do, is you know, what they definitely write rules that are so broad, right, that they can choose to enforce them, you know, sort of sort of when they want to. And and sometimes I think this is motivated by um, actual capriciousness, like they actually have it out for you. And sometimes I think it's motivated by like natural human biases, and 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 people just perceive the same thing differently uh but i think it's a mix of both uh, and it comes from um you know a highly arbitrary uh highly arbitrary system yeah yeah so another thing i, I noticed and you know i i haven't really used odyssey yet so this may be different there but when i first got on library i took some content that just youtube decided didn't need to be on my channel and instead of uploading it to youtube and letting you guys suck it over I directly uploaded it, and it would play using the app on my laptop 
fine. When I try to go to my, my PC, my desktop, and look at it in the browser, it would fail to play. That occasionally happens, and I understand you know the network can only do what the, net, or the blockchain can only do what the blockchain can do. That occasionally happens on a video that's sucked over from YouTube, but almost never. But over and over and over again, a direct upload would fail anywhere except in the app on my machine that I uploaded it from. Is, is there any reason for that, or is it just something that happened to me that's odd? Uh, it, it, it's certainly not uh, typical. Uh, that said, there's almost certainly a reason for it. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's, prob- you know, uh, it's probably some sort of like uh, format issue or it got mis- misprocessed you know, by the system yeah. in some way. I would be happy to take a more detailed look if it's if it's still happening and you can send the, the exact like Because I just deleted yeah. it since it didn't work. Yeah. Uh, I can uh, try it again and see what happens. If it, if it happens again, like, de- definitely let us know. We, you know, we are, there's a lot of people um, um, working on this project, both um, both people that are, that are employees of Library Inc. and just a lot of people who are passionate about uh, what we're building, which is, uh, which is really awesome. Uh, and, you know, so if we, we want, there's, we want to make it better, you know, and so if there are problems that, that people are having, we definitely want to know. We're, we're constantly working on, you know, on, on building over here. Uh, another thing I had to want to ask you about is, so when you set up a account with library, and I assume Odyssey will probably work the same way then, and you have a channel, so you set up your account, then you name your channel. So those are not some, like the same thing the way they are on YouTube. You can add additional channels. Is there any really good reason to or not to do that? Like, is there any, like, kind of, like, your primary channel gets all the glory, or why would I do that? I think it's cool, but, like, will I, will it essentially be like having two accounts, and I'm kind of starting from ground zero with that second channel? Yeah, well, uh, so... You can use the repost feature of your primary channel to boost a secondary one if you're if you're trying to to get it out. The main reason to use uh, multiple channels would be if you're actually maintaining like completely different sort of like categories of content. You know, maybe sometimes you're doing news and maybe sometimes you're doing commentary or like you're really into I don't know. You have a video game channel and you also have your political channel or like whatever. So reasons like that where you don't – as a way of sort of like segregating content or letting people just independently subscribe to it, um, that could be a reason. Part of the reason it works that way is actually just an artifact of the, of the underlying system. Your email doesn't exist at the, at the blockchain uh, level. When you're doing that email login, you're logging in with us. Mm. Uh, at the blockchain level, that that channel identity, that's what actually exists at the blockchain level. That's what we can't take away from you is that handle. Uh, and uh, we do allow – basically, that's the fundamental unit of identity, and we allow you to have multiple ones because, honestly, in a blockchain level, you can't stop people from doing that, so you might as well give them an interface to do it. So is that a replacement for what YouTube would call a playlist? Because playlists are something I actually really like, and I'd prefer to keep that on my primary channel. Playlists are uh, also coming, okay. uh, but you can uh, certainly as a temporary feature kind of use an additional channel as a playlist. So if you say you had – this is another way you could use them is if, suppose you had like some set of 10 videos that you wanted to make it easy to link to and for people to consume in a list. Maybe you make a second channel named after like that series and just repost those 10. Okay, cool. 
Um, what is my pitch to some of my favorite YouTube creators that are not on Library or Odyssey? And let me be clear when I say that. I have people that I love their content. They don't give a fly and rip about politics. It's probably, you know, like not everything I do is survival and um, political, etc. Like, like I've got some guys that I love their channels on fishing, some guys that I love their channels on aquariums. And I don't think maybe those people realize that, you know, their channel could get nuked too. And some of these guys are making money on YouTube. Like, they, they're making more money on their YouTube now than their primary business. One guy I know is named uh, Brant. His channel's Angler Up with Brant on YouTube. He barely takes clients fishing anymore because he's making so much on his YouTube videos. And I don't know that those people realize that, like, they could say something somewhere totally unrelated to their channel and end up nuked. It's happened. And, like, why wouldn't you anyway? Why wouldn't you have your... It's so seamless once you set it up to have that content migrated and every video end up on, on, on Odyssey and Library. Why would you? But what would you say that the the person, especially, like, listen, I'm an influencer. The person is just a, a fan. Like, what would be their pitch other than, hey, get on Library? Yeah, well, well, Jack, I'd say you did a, a pretty decent job right there. Um, I, I'd say something pretty pretty close to that you know which yeah. is it doesn't make sense to put your which is what you're, what you're saying doesn't make sense to put all your eggs in one basket these platforms like even if you think they're not bad platforms like this stuff happens all the time just by accident and and for sometimes like crazy reasons given that it's no effort right you set up an account you click a couple of buttons boom you're done like why would you not do it uh and then on top of that um Od like Odyssey is coming up really fast. Uh, the traffic is growing extremely fast. Uh, you can just load up that page and click through some of the categories and see that there's uh, a, a lot of really talented creators that are are behind this. And you know if, if they want to be if they want to be a part of it, it makes a lot of sense to to get in now. I mean, this is a chance to have a YouTube with much better policy that's that creators have much more influence over because. The, you know the rules can't change like quicksand it's fundamental into into how the, how it works and if they start asking questions about that then maybe you need to get into the blockchain check tech blah 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 but a lot of people most people don't care yeah. you know if it's someone who if it's someone who cares about the decentralization or they're already into bitcoin or or these other parts then like i might give a different i might talk about some of the other pieces but really it's like this is a chance to have Uh, a YouTube with better policy where creators have more influence and it's growing quickly. And, and it's no another way. market. I mean, that's yeah. my always yeah. thing. Like, why wouldn't yeah. you be in another market when the, the, the barrier to entry is so damn low? Because uh, th that's my – if I have a complaint about your platform right now is there is content I want to see that's not on there. That, that, yeah. that's, that's, you know, and because it's very – right now, it, there is a ton of variety, so don't take this the wrong way, but it's heavily weighted toward – politics, news, toward the right side of the spectrum, which I've defended every alternative platform for that with, of course it is, they're the ones that are being censored. So, of course, they're going to be the first movers over there, but I would like to watch you know, my fishing channels and stuff like that on, on, on Library or Odyssey. I really would. Yeah, absolutely. I will. There's a lot. Um, you know, I want to – well, people will see when they, they, they check it out. I mean, this is not a bit shoot. Uh, you don't know, not trying to disrespect them, but like no. there is, t yeah, there's tons of, uh, uh, of complete, you know, 
there's tons of content that's not it's not it's just not full of objectionable content. You know, yeah, I got you. I got you. You know, um, so how to make I onion rings? I mean, I'm yeah, looking at exactly. that right now, right? I mean, that's yeah, that's yeah. about pretty not that I have not seen much more non political lately than how to make freaking onion rings. <laughs> yeah, uh, we are thinking of getting uh, some kind of. Uh, the name I've been the equivalent of like eye bleach on Reddit, you know, nothing but like uh, puppies and yeah. a whole, you know, whole sort of thing about adding one like that. Um, but yeah, look, you know, they they can just load it, right? Like they can just look at it and decide if that's something that they they want to be a part of. I think I think very few people are going to load that load up Odyssey and say like, oh, this is this is something that's like, you know, it's too fringe for me. I just don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, it's all, it's not it's certainly not all conspiracy theory, et cetera. I mean, but Like all the all the big channels in that space seem to have like yeah you know what we should get our shit over there right because I think they maybe have a little bit more of a a fire under the ass so it's not that the other stuff's not there there's just there's just everybody from one side is and if it's if they're not there somebody's basically and that's that's one thing people do do is they start duplicating content of others and, and yeah I know a few people having that done that don't give a shit they're like great. You know, like, that's fine. You know, I don't want to do it, so let them do it. So, uh, uh, Yeah, look, I mean, if you're someone who thinks that, like, like Alex Jones literally shouldn't be allowed to talk, then I guess, like, it's possible, uh, you know, that, you know, you're th yes, you're like, we're going to let Alex Jones have a channel. Sure. Uh, like, you know, it's like, I mean. As you I, should. Yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, if that's if that's a problem for you, maybe we're not, it's not going to be perfect, but. It's it's uh, I don't know. I think he's funny. I don't think you have to take him serious. Just think of think of him as like a professional wrestling character, and just just have a laugh. Yeah, you know? yeah. He is. That's a pretty good description of Alex, a professional wrestling character. I don't watch him. I don't plan on watching him, but I don't want him banned. I have the ability to oh, there's an Alex Jones video, and not click on it. I actually can do that. I mean, it's crazy. But like there is no like the t I'm not like scrolling through and there's an Alex Jones and a hand comes out of the monitor screen grabs my hand and forces me to click and then like things come out and hold my eyes open and strap my head back <laughs> like that doesn't happen and I I I I've, I've just see our society has has become so weak that that's that's like the case that people make for banning this stuff is literally. That would have to be the case for their objections to be valid. Because when people say that like somebody's information is dangerous misinformation or whatever, that's the dangerous misinformation. If somebody is giving falsehood, then you should be able to easily counter that argument with logic, reason, and fact. And I found far less of the truly whacked-out stuff banned than the stuff that actually has either heavy fact behind it or some fact behind it because it's harder to argue, so it's easier to shut it off. Yep, one 100%. I'm 100% with you on that one. Um, I don't know how we got this way, but I, and I think it's wild. It's been good for my business. Is the yeah. like dark side, of it. but like, but it's wild. It's wild. I mean, I it 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 feels it. I mean, it's made me very motivated to do my job. But the last year, the last six months, like seeing what's happened, like. I can't believe it. I never would have thought some of the stuff that's gotten taken down and censored would have gotten take da taken down and and censored. I haven't given this talking point yet. So I'm other, well, one of the ones, it's like they think they're, uh, the, the standard's higher than literally practicing medicine. Like they're banned, the, YouTube and Twitter and Facebook are saying this is, this is not valid medical information. When the person is actively a licensed doctor, like they can go yes. around practicing medicine. Like, like 
how can it be like like no one's saying they're saying like ban them from Facebook. Like people aren't saying take away their medical license. Like they're not no. getting investigated by the ADA, which is right supposed to protect us. Like they're they're just getting they're just getting silenced. They're getting silenced, and that shows that you don't have an argument because I don't know how you can take a layman with a you know mid level tech job. And have them silencing a doctor's medical opinion and calling the the opinion the medical of opinion of a of a person that went through four years of college, four years of med school, you know, um, a, a year of residency and somewhere be, or a year of internship, and then somewhere between five and seven years of residency to be a fully licensed practicing doctor. And some some nineteen year old with a nose ring can say, oh, "I'm silencing you. Your opinion is dangerous misinformation." That, I mean. Or threaten me for sharing a doctor's opinion. Like those two things just seem like we have moved into a soft tyranny version of 1984. It just doesn't look like 1984. It's actually worse because it's fascism. I've always said fascism is more dangerous than communism, and it's it's the same reason that fascists shoot more people than communists because enough people starve in communism. You only have to shoot so many. Fascism actually sort of kind of works economically. It looks shinier. It seems to to function better. And therefore, they have to shoot more people to get rid of them, or in this case, they have to turn more people off to silence them. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I completely, I basically agree with you. Uh, you know, I don't think it's gonna. I will say, I don't think it's gonna work. Like that is, and this is where, like, I do remain an optimist. Like, I think that in, in, you know, they would have to reach into sort of the deepest hearts of how the internet works, and we're yeah. very, very far from this uh, to, to actually. Silence it. Like it's you know, like the platforms may be controlled, uh, but like the rails of the internet still are not. Um, right? That's why Bitcoin works. <laughs> If they could stop it there, they would. Uh, you know, so uh, I think that I am I am somewhat of an optimist in in this regard, in the sense that like I think that the information will live on. Uh, this this the, the sort of the flame or the spirit of 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 free exchange and free expression. Like it may be it may be a little bit smaller for a time period, but I don't think it's going out. Well, I kind of wish that they would get more aggressive faster at banning people, because I think it would <laughs> yeah. be the thing that would make an Odyssey grow. It would make a Parlor grow. It would make a MeWe grow. That that what they do is they slowly ban and they slowly censor to where people become okay with it. It's it's you know the boiling frog analogy is a lie. If you put a frog in water and turn the heat up, it knows it. But it's it, it fits the analogy that since it's being done slowly over time. As long as it doesn't affect me, then I don't, you know, directly, then I don't care. But I saw tons of my friends that, that fancy themselves as not being concerned about politics that much, whatever, lose their effing minds as they should have over the uh, the frontline doctor stuff, and they go right back to it, just right back to you know using these platforms. It's like you do know you have other options. Yeah, I'll go back here. And it's, it, it's frustrating to me. It's 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 frustrating to me too. Um, I can appreciate like I can they're they're acting they're I mean they're kind of acting self interest like it's you know how do you shift the, it's a coordination problem you know and no one wants to no one wants to move first. Um, I think I actually think we are a little bit over the hump here. Um, part of what these platforms part of what got us over that hump and what I think alternative tech needs to figure out ways to do is ways of bridging the experience better. You know, we were able to onboard so so many creators to our network by giving them tooling that made it really easy 
to sync their content. Then we went out and got all of the people who are really disaffected, you know, by who are seeing the bad stuff happening. And then we, you know, and then you pair them and then you have a, a sort of little core of something that you can like begin growing because you've got the interactions and you've got the people like, um, you know, interacting. It's, it's really hard because there's these, these network effects. You know, everyone wants to be where everyone else is. And, and that's what makes these so, you know, I don't think they're actually monopolies, but, but, you know, monopoly like in, in the sense of, um, you know, having so much power. So, like, and, and there are people that I just, like, I can't believe they're not here yet, right? Like, like there's tons of content with Joe Rogan in it, but Joe Rogan is not on, on Odyssey. Yeah. And, like, yeah. dude, hello! Like, five minutes, and you've got this incredible backup of, like, some of the most valued content that there is. But I, I, I know people are going to get mad at me for this. Part of me kind of wants to see YouTube ban Joe Rogan, Right. And not because I'm for censorship, but because, well, why wouldn't you? You, you ban plenty of people who have create, create, you know, it's like, oh, you don't want to do that because that one will actually hurt you. Yeah. And, well, and Joe's, I, huh? Joe's controlled, Joe's controlled opposition. Uh, he's controlled opposition. Okay. Yeah, okay. no, I, lo I love Joe actually. I think he's, I think his show is great. But they didn't let the episodes back on. The Spotify's not taking the episodes. I mean, I'm sure you saw, you see this. I, I heard about it. I don't use yeah. Spotify, so I, I don't really know. I mean, to me, Joe Rogan is, is where I get content from Graham Hancock and, uh, what the other guys, I can't think of his name. The other guy's always on with Graham. Like, they're the only ones I watch, but they're, like, that's how I even discovered Joe was actually doing a great show. I've always knew his name and all, and he's one of the biggest podcasters out there, but I don't, I don't generally watch it, but, I can't think of the other guy's name. Graham Hancock and uh, Randall Carlson, the, the guys that are big on the whole ancient history and cataclysm and all. Like those episodes are fantastic. That's the only reason I even you know pay attention to Joe. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I do think. Um, I mean, I I I agree with you that there are uh, more creators who uh, uh, need to come on. Um, I'll say the number one way that happens is from their fans and other creators talking to them uh, about why they should come on. You know, we, we, uh, it's it's much more powerful to hear that genuinely from someone who's like a member of your community uh, who, or whose opinion you respect than like, you know, us cold emailing you and being like, hey, did you hear about, you know, which um, we do also uh, do do outreach. Uh, but it, it's it's far less successful than when other people are bringing it up. I, I would bet because it just people tend to like, especially I'll tell you what, the guys out there that you can do the most to get your favorite creators over to Odyssey and Library, the fans that have an actual relationship with a content producer, because I get tons of emails every day, a lot of them from people I don't know. I try to look at it all. There's an overwhelming amount. I try to answer most of my comments on, on YouTube or elsewhere. There's an overwhelming amount. But there are people who have been following and supporting me for so long, I don't care what it is, I will respond to them. And some of you guys out there, you have that kind of relationship with these, these, these video creators because you were there when they didn't have 10,000 or you know, 200,000 or a million subscribers. You were there when they had five, and they know your name. And you are the guys that can reach them. Because if, if somebody like that, and that's, that's who told me about Library. I heard I, I, it was batted around, you know, like in feeds. I'd see it on Facebook. You should get on library, whatever. I, I don't have time for that. But when somebody that, you know, has been a member of my support brigade for, for seven years says, I really recommend you check this out. Damn it. Okay. You know, and I mean, that's how it is. It's like, well, shit, you know, 
And, and if you hear two or three people like that, you're like, shit. And then when you're like, oh, I can get, when I saw I could get all my content moved over, that was it. And now apparently it's easier. Oh, that was a question I had notes for. Person that's emailed me, person that's out there listening, has a small channel, tried to move it back during the old process, didn't work. Would the easiest thing for them to be now just set up a new account? Uh, they certainly could do that. We also have human beings that answer emails. Okay. So if you want to, if you want to email us, uh, mystery person, uh, hello, uh, at library.com and just, you know, give us a link to, to the one you're having a problem with, uh, and we can look into that. Do you have any plans maybe to eventually, I know you said, uh, ad revenue and that's, that's one source of revenue, but offer any sort of premium services? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've always said if YouTube had a, Instead of like premium for me to watch their freaking on-demand movie shit, which they had one good one and they sold it to Netflix, um, if they had something that gave me more ability to reach my audience, and it wasn't stupid like Facebook where I have to pay for my own subscribers to see my shit, but if it was you know some level of additional services, some level of You know, giving my my subscribers the easy ability without having to know how to do little hack back end things to download my videos and put them on their hard drive. Anything that made my my subscribers' lives better, I would at least consider paying for it. Yeah, that's I think that's uh, that's an awesome idea. Uh, we're definitely looking to do more here. Some of the things that are in the works, although not exactly around the corner, uh, yeah. are. Um, Uh, more some sort of like subscription Patreon type like ways of supporting, uh, and then there's another. I, may I get your I'll get your opinion on this one in, in real time, and I think it's kind of what you're talking about. Is we like this idea of allowing users to opt in to sharing information with the creators that they like. So, or, or basically, what's the kind of tooling that we can develop to allow you to take that? Because we don't. Our whole thing is we don't we don't want to own the relationship if we don't if it's not like you know necessary yeah. essentially. You know, so if, if, ha if, whether that's sharing emails, maybe that's the ability to send direct messages or like to do blasts inside of the system. That would be great. But that's great. like an opt-in thing. Yeah. So, but, but we do like this idea of, um, of allowing sort of like voluntary sharing, um, uh, with, um, you know, with the creators that you like. Well, I, you know, just let me clear the air. I know that people can come up with a million things a company can do and the company's like, you know what? We have a freaking list a mile long. Uh, but, like, one thing YouTube has that you don't is live streaming. Like, That's coming. I would I would pay for that as a creator. Yeah. I don't know that yeah, everybody that, needs it, so... And it's a burden. That's totally coming. Yeah. You know, no, that that's, would coming. Be, that's coming. It's, yeah. around, it's coming. Yep. That, that's awesome. See, because yep. now I've got a platform that I can live stream on that nobody's going to screw me. Right? Like, yep. I know, even if somebody shares my stream on Facebook, if Facebook takes it down, it's still going to be there. They can still find it. Because yep. what happens is people do a live stream, it, it blows up, and then not only does Facebook and Twitter censor it, YouTube takes it down. Yep. And it's gone like it was never there. And then it ends up on BitChute. And BitChute is some tin hat shit. Right? There's, there's some other stuff, but it's like 99% tin hat shit. So even if I take my legitimate thing that got censored everywhere else and I throw it on BitChute... Then all of a sudden, when somebody starts seeing all this peripheral crazy town stuff, and that's all that's there, it delegitimizes my content. Yep, completely agree with you. So that's what else you got going on? What, what's what's new yeah. coming from from Library and Odyssey? 
there's most immediately there's going to be uh, more notifications uh, coming out. The the creator reward system, the sort of next iteration of that, is also rolling out. I think hopefully still by the end of this week, very soon, um, you'll get more information about exactly what you're earning uh, per view. Uh, getting all of that uh, into the app so you can uh, so you can see that um, uh, better streaming performance at lower bit rates uh, is uh, is in the technical pipeline. Live streaming is coming behind that. So when you see that feature go up, you'll know that live streaming is 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 in the wor- is basically coming behind that. And uh, some of the stuff I already. I, I already mentioned about continuing to find ways to um, to make it more social, more relationships, uh, all kinds of things we're looking at there. So I'm 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 guessing your biggest market is the U.S. market. And when uh, I when I joined, I uh, I said, well, this LBC coin, I want some of that. And you know, fortunately, I am I, I would call myself a crypto trader, but I do trade crypto. Uh, what I what I mean by that is. I see really big opportunities sometimes, and I move some money around, right? I should I should say I, move, I don't have any money. I, I move some numbers around, right? Um, but I was like, you know what? I'll buy you know four thousand of these LBC tokens for or coins for five, four or five cents a piece, sure, you know. And so you had a, a way I could do that on the site when I tried to do it since I was a United States citizen. I I, I couldn't do it, and that sucks, and I understand why, but. You know, other than like a Bitrix account, like, is there any workaround for the person? Like, because I want people to pay me, right? And they need it to pay me. They can't pay me in dollars. They have to pay me, pay me in the LVC. So, like, how does Bill, who's sitting in Utah, who sets up an account today with Odyssey in the library, like, get LBC? Is it all? Is he going to have to just use an exchange? Uh, so yeah. Uh, no. Well, no. Hopefully, okay. Uh, it's, been, it's been a struggle. <laughs> uh, it's just it's kind of a legal mess, uh, and it's it's. Um, and you have to protect yourself. Yeah. People that are like, yeah. just do it anyway. I because I've had things I wanted to do, and like I had one for the guy from the uh, Federal Trade Commission got and said, if you do that, they're going to put you in prison. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, well then I'm not doing that, right? And he wasn't yeah. threatening me. He was a he was a fan. He's like, yeah. they will put your ass in Club Fed. And I had people going, you should just do it anyway. Well, you're not the one going to Club Fed, exactly. right? So yeah, yeah. 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 Well, truthfully, also, I think like to achieve like uh, um, I think that to achieve uh, the what we actually want to achieve, like we want to. Yeah, it's important that we stay on the right side of the law. Yeah. Um, this is a vendor uh, that provides that service for us currently. Okay. Uh, they're they're the most uh, inclusive vendor we could find in terms of in terms of support for countries that we could get. Yeah. Uh, we do hope to have U.S. in it's probably going to be longer than um, it's probably going to be longer than three months, um, but it is in the works. Okay. It's uh, it's it's honestly it's stupid. I could start to describe it. It's all stupid. It's all this legal and regulatory crap that you have to do. And part of the problem is that no one understands, you know. And this is something that I think is a big uh, causes more harm than is appreciated at times. And you you probably get it, but like the the in your audience, they're smart people, but the this the regulations like they create all this uncertainty and then there are smart competent people who are low risk who, who are conservative in the sense of like what they want to do and then they just don't do things they don't invent things they don't make them because it's so unclear 
Yeah. And so much of this space is riddled with this. You know, I, I like to run this company. Like I, I have to be realistic. Like I'm a fairly risk tolerant person. I'm much more comfortable. Now I don't think I'm taking like reckless risks, but I know just from my life, financially, other things, I'm more comfortable with risk than other people. And so it means that there's, it drives people who are more conservative out of doing positive things because the rules are so uncertain. No one knows. I don't know. I could, I do not know. Like I, I pay lawyers a bunch of money who then tell me <laughs> maybe do this and you'll yeah. find out in five years when the government tells you. Like, and you, there's no way to actually interpret and get an answer. Yeah. So you just have to muddle through it. What would, what would be the, the end around if it could be done? And I know there's a lot that goes with getting things like this done, but like one of the reasons I love the Jack's wallet isn't because it's the greatest, Jack, the greatest wallet out there. It's because it's multi-currency. It has most of the major currencies in it, and it has shapeshift. And as long as I'm not using dollars, I can do that with no KYC. So if I want to go from Bitcoin to Ethereum or I want to go like any of that type of ma or Dash to Bitcoin or Bitcoin to Dash, I can just onboard ShapeShift, boom, done, and it's done. So Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. we're, on, we're on some of the swap sites. So if you have Bitcoin. Really? You get, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're on some of the swap sites. Yeah. If you could maybe when we hang up. Uh, hit me with Messenger here on Skype of maybe some of those sites. I'll make sure they're in the show notes. Yeah. Um, but like shape, like I said, Shapeshift. If you're in, if you were in Jackson, Shapeshift, then like there's a that's a huge market right there that creates liquidity and ease. And you know, most people that are going to use a cryptocurrency have some. That, that's the way I look at it. Like I, I, I would love LBC to become an onboarder for crypto use, and I think maybe it can because of the way you're doing it. But I think initially, anyway, your initial users are going to be people that have some Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash or something like that. I mean, yeah, I think I think this is true of a lot of our power users. Um, I'll tell you that it's it's actually not true of a lot of our new users. We are, uh, to me, becoming an onboarder. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh that's yeah, great. Yeah, a lot of people who use uh, our software, it is their first cryptocurrency. It is their first cryptocurrency. Uh, experience with Odyssey, we now have people using cryptocurrency and not even realizing. Yeah, I love that. See, it's because yeah. it's it's a very familiar um, thing for a lot of people, especially young people. I mean, I don't do gaming, but it sounds a lot like Xbox credits or some shit like that, right? So, like, exactly. if exactly. I can just take my my spiffy little bank card and I can buy fifty bucks worth of LBC, and and there it is, like right at the top, it says, you know, you got four, you know fifty two hundred, you know. LBCs in your account and I can use that to tip people and buy premium videos and all that shit like I don't have to have any idea that it's cryptocurrency I really don't and that's why I think it's an awesome onboard so when I saw that I was like that's freaking awesome and then I was even like what if I can spoof it with IP you know VPN <laughs> or whatever I'm like I don't want to cause no shit for anybody so I didn't try um, but then I mean the thing if you're if you are folks if you are a producer with a following I'm going to tell you right now, you don't have to buy any. People will freaking give it to you, right? I have like 3,500 uh, LBC right now. I didn't buy any. I've earned some through referrals and all, but most of it has been, you know, attached to my content by people watching it and, and tipping me. Yeah, actually, we also give it out to uh, viewers. Uh, so that's part of the way that we use our 
Treasury as a way of helping. Now, there's no free lunch, so we don't promise we can pay both viewers and creators indefinitely, right? Sure, there's no yeah. perpetual, perpetual motion machine. Uh, but we, we have, uh, we are using some of our initial funds in terms of helping kicking everything off, getting it up and going. Uh, so if, if you just create an account, you'll act, you can actually earn a small amount just for watching a video each day. There's a uh, whole page that tells you here's all the shit you can do to earn a little bit of, of LBC. Yep. And I think that you should, guys should do that. I mean, it's, it's like everybody should skin mining. Well, go watch some videos, share some videos, invite some people, and you can end up with, you know, a little bit of your, and it's, it's not, I mean, I, I want to see it someday worth 10 bucks a unit. That would be nice, you know, but, uh, it, it's pretty inexpensive right now. So, and actually, I think that actually works really well, though, on your platform, because if, And I, I didn't even check what the price is today, but if it's four cents a piece or whatever, tipping somebody ten is you know, it's a what's a penny today I think or something, right? So like tipping somebody ten of them is a dime. Like, I, so I don't I don't think you or I want it to stay that low, but it does make it easy to exchange. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, I think there is, in terms of the crypto economic side, um, there is this whole sort of uh, staking system uh, in terms of trust and discovery that's uh, that's already there and going through a next uh, iteration of things. Um, and I think that will also help improve uh, yeah, the, the economy. I think one thing people need to know, too, I, and I've said it so many times, it's probably good now, but just to reinforce it, LBC is the currency, not LBRY. And when I first got on there, I'm like, well, I'll go buy some on Bitrix. And I went over there, and you guys said it was on Bitrix, and I'm over there trying to find ticker symbol LBRY, and there isn't one. <laughs> so if you're looking to go to an exchange and buy it, the ticker symbol is LBC. Anyway, um, Jeremy, I really enjoyed today's show. Can you tell people, uh, give, give them a little incentive here. Why should they not only get on library, but... Uh, Put their link in their uh, email footers. Well, I, I mean, I feel like I feel like we have uh, just listened to to about an hour of why. Uh, so I don't know if I want to recap everything. I mean, look, this is we're we're on a um, we're on a really great track here. We have the ability uh, to create something with a much better set of properties than the status quo, and it takes uh, it takes people doing it. It takes people talking about it. It takes people linking it, uh, and it takes people. Um, Uh, signing up and, 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 and putting their, their content on there. I guess I can sweeten the pot a little bit. I got a, I have a code, Spurco100, and if you enter that in the rewards area, uh, the first, first hundred people to do that can get a little bonus, uh, a little bonus LBC. Okay, I'll put that on the show notes too. So if you set up your account today, then, uh, Spurco100 is a referral code and you get some, uh, some change in your wallet. And that's a good way to start out. And then, Go watch my videos and send it to me, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send send Jack a little bit. I mean, yeah, it's like no no ads, better user experience, and a little bit of free cryptocurrency, and you know, uh, working on the on a better future when it comes to how we get to share. That's that's just like a stack of wins. Absolutely. Well, Jeremy, I appreciate you being with us today. I'll make sure I have links to all the ways people can talk to you, sign up, etc., in the show notes today. And I do appreciate you spending about an hour with me today. Thanks, Jack. It was great to be here. With that, we have wrapped up yet another episode of the Survival Podcast. Let me remind you there's a couple of ways that you can help support our show. Uh, number one is that you can do your online shopping at tspaz.com. I think that's a very easy way for you to support us because it doesn't actually cost you more money. You're going to shop online. 
You go shop online through tspaz.com. You help us no matter what you buy. And you can see all the items that I recommend. And remember, Integrity is the brand that is TSP and Jack Spearco. If I recommend something on my website, you know that if you come to my house, you can probably find it, put your hands on it, and it's here because I paid for it. It wasn't given to me. And all I've done over 400 product reviews at TSPAS. I've sit down and written up. Of over 400, one item, one item out of all of them was given to me, and I disclosed that in that review. Everything else is the things that I have just bought with my own money because they're the best for the money in the category, always following that law of life, always be frugal, never be cheap. I'll tell you a place you don't want to be cheap, steak knives. Steak knives? Yeah, steak knives. If you buy those cheap-ass, like, you know, $8 in a little blister pack steak knives... Uh, at at Kroger or Albertsons in the gadget aisle. Uh, it will not be a year before you throw them away and you curse them, and they will not even do a good job for you while you're using them and while they work, before they fall apart. They won't. They're just garbage. And you don't have to spend that much more for like what I consider a steakhouse-quality steak knife, something you go to a nice steakhouse, they would put in front of you to eat a steak that costs a hell of a lot more than a knife. The, the brand to look at for this is J.A. Henkels. These are German-made knives. They are fantastic. They sell for about 45 bucks a set. They are a good deal at 45 bucks a set. I have never paid that much for them because they frequently go on sale. I have two sets that are more than 12 years old. I don't remember exactly how old, but I bought them before I did TSP, and TSP is over 12 years old, and they're both still in perfect shape. These are the original version of their steak knives. They are just a fantastic quality knife. And I brought them around today again because they're on sale for $19.95 a set. It's 43% off the regular price. That's a hell of a good deal. That's a hell of a good deal. But I'm going to tell you, these aren't, like, don't run out. If you don't need them, you don't have a use for them. No, like, like, it's not that great a deal. They go on sale frequently for this price. Um, it's not like the, uh, the Anchor sale that I brought you earlier this week that was stupid crazy and we sold out, like, every backup power device they had in it. Until uh, they were out of stock. Um, it's just a good, solid deal. But I would say this. It ain't too early to start thinking about Christmas. 20 bucks for a Christmas gift? That's a nice kind of mid-price Christmas gift. I know some people probably wouldn't appreciate steak knives. I would. I have two sets. I would. Somebody got me a set of these. I'd be like, that's cool. That's great. I don't know if I'll ever need them all at once. But, man, they're just a great set of knives for 20 bucks. Uh, there are some negative reviews. Read my write-up for some humor today about how some people probably need a cork on their fork. Because if you can't cut a steak with this, I, I think you would need adult supervision to operate a screwdriver. I really do. Anyway, they are great knives. They're on sale. tspaz.com. You can do all your online shopping through there and help support us in the work that we do. Next up, you can become a member of the MSB. And we have a discount special going on. I haven't done a write-up on it yet. I better do that tomorrow before the weekend and it runs out. But you can use discount code THISBULLSHIT, one word, all lowercase, THISBULLSHIT, to get MSB for 40% off any membership term. We're doing that because in Texas when we're talking about COVID or quarantines or lockdowns or masking or uh, recession caused by it or anything that's wrapped up around the COVID-19 crap, we don't ever say it that way. We just say with all this bullshit going on and it's understood, so I decided to do, I uh, just decided 
to do a sale for you guys on Tuesday this week. So that you can use that discount code. Get 40% off any membership term. It's always a good time to become a member. We'll just say, oh, it's even a better time to become a member. And your membership will pay for itself if you use the discounts. All right. With that, let's wrap things up here with our song of the day. Our song of the day today is uh, one that it just drove me nuts for 30 minutes trying to remember who the hell did it and what it was called. Uh, I had one one line in it in my head, and I didn't have it exactly right. So I was trying to search that line to try to find the lyrics, and the song didn't work. The correct line was, I ain't coming down till my picture is perfect and all the wonder. It's gone from my eyes. The song is called That's Just About Right, and it's by a band called Blackhawk, a country music band, if you're not familiar with them. And it, it's a story of a, a friend. And my old, here's the like, opening stanza. My old friend lives up in the mountain. He flew up there to paint the world. He said, even though interpretation's what I count on, this little picture to me seems blurred. Hard lines and the shadows come easy. I see it all just as clear as a bell. I can't. I just can't seem to make my easel please me. I paint my heaven, but it looks like hell. And what this song's really about is this guy is trying to find that universal vision of people, of humanity, but he can't. He can't find it, and he realizes that what he's actually doing is never going to work because it's not universal. Each of us has our own vision. Each of us has our own thing that is that true inspiration. And for some of us, it might be something that seems really small to somebody else. But the reason the song stuck in my head starts out with the quote of the day and what we talked about today, which is creation. See, to me, artists create. Some artists create with with charcoal and paper, some with paint and canvas. I don't do those things because I can't draw. I don't have that. I create through audio. I create through video. I create even, believe it or not, Jack Spirico has written some pretty decent poetry. In fact, I wrote a poem one time. Maybe I'll dig it up sometime for you guys about how grateful I am that I can write because I see the world with the eyes of an artist, but I can't draw or paint. It's frustrating to be able to see things in, in such a unique way and not be able to translate that into something with imagery. So I, I learned and figured out how to do that with, with, with audio and video, with words, with text. To paint a picture with words is, is to write poetry. And I want to challenge you to find something that you can create. To garden is to create. It is literally to cultivate and create new life. To have children and raise a family is to create. Everything that truly adds value to the world comes through some form of creation. So back to our quote of the day from the beginning of the show by Julius Caesar, it is better to create than to learn. Creating is the essence of life. And remember what I said, it is impossible to create without learning. So that's what actually makes that quote obviously true. With that, it's been Jack Spirico with another edition of the Survival Podcast. My old friend lives up in the mountains. He flew up there to paint the world. He says, even though interpretation's what I count on, this little picture to me. 
Just got 